Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, back up in your ass where I belong. Episode 142, hit them with that theme music. I had to do that fucking intro like eight times, no bullshit. High as a motherfucker. Anyways, hit them with that fucking theme music. John Gruden, you dumbass motherfucker, you. Going and get... They said they got video security footage of John Gruden stealing boxes out the back door. Fired on his motherfucking day off. Some crazy ass shit. You a wild ass motherfucker, John Gruden. Uh, If you don't know, if you're living under a rock, Biggest uh, sports news out right now. Trying to enjoy my Monday night football game. Gets interrupted with John Gruden. Um, news. That he was fired. Fired. He, he said he resigned. He was fired. He was forced to resign. That ain't no fucking resign. But this dude, uh, they got he got caught up. Gun bumping in emails. A decade old. Apparently, there might have been some newer ones from, like, 2018 or some shit, too. I don't know. Maybe those were the, uh, the, uh, um, the vicious, savage, brutal emails he was writing about Roger Goodell. This homie, let me see if I can pull this shit up. This homie, uh, check this shit out. <clears throat> you gotta clear the throat for this one. Uh, 
The Times reviewed... uh, Here we go. In some of those emails, Gruden referred to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell as a, quote, this isn't me, homies, quote, faggot and a clueless anti-football pussy, end quote. He wrote that Goodell shouldn't have pressured then Los Angeles Rams coach Jeff Fisher to draft, quote, queers, unquote, according to the report. The Rams made Michael Sam the first openly gay player to be drafted in the NFL in 2014. Side note, that dude ended up on the Cowboys practice squad. We almost put him on there. What was crazy about Michael Sam is that dude was like defensive player of the year. <clears throat> was he like Missouri or something like that? He was a beast in college. But they found out he was gay or he came out as he was gay before or during the I can't even remember. It was like right before or during the draft. It might have been even during the draft. I don't know. Uh, but he came out and, you know, it became the, the, the player of the year, the defensive player of the year couldn't even really get a shot. The Rams drafted him, but I don't think he ever really touched the field. I think he played in the preseason. I know he never dressed for the Dallas Cowboys. He was on the practice squad. Uh, we signed him after, you know, nobody would pick him up, but then he was only on the practice squad for a few weeks before he was gone then and basically never heard of ever again. Um, so that was then. Uh, he denounced, uh, Gruden denounced the NFL's move to hire women as referees and criticized acceptance of players protesting for racial justice during national anthem. He also exchanged photos of topless, see this, I, I don't got the rest of this, but I, I was hearing that they were making like, uh, Redskins cheerleaders or something, uh, 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 take topless photos or some shit, I don't know, don't quote me on this shit, but he also, the, what led to this originally was that he was calling a, a black coach or something or executive. He said that he had uh, his lips were the size of Michelin tires. That's what set this whole shit off. This dude on that wild-ass racist shit. Uh, Old-school trope right there, this motherfucker hanging on. I mean, this dude's willy-nilly. You can hear him as you're reading these emails. You can hear him in the background. Listen, he's howling. He's howling at the motherfucking moon. You can hear him about that back there. This dude's over here fucking the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog willy-nilly dropping slurs and racial epithets all over the motherfucking board. Indiscriminately. Licking shots everywhere like it was, uh, it was fucking January 1st. New Year's Eve. Just licking off shots. fucking wild this dude fucking wild why the fuck why would you put some shit on wax now i know there's people listening to this shit who are thinking about their own like personal text messages with their homies conversations high conversations faded drunk conversations completely sober conversations that you've had uh throughout the decades uh with homies that you sure as fuck wouldn't want nobody else to hear but the good thing is Unless you're uh, that homie, the old uh, Donald Sterling, or who was that motherfucker for the Clippers. Unless you got some uh, old lady recording you. That shit just goes off into the ether. Unless you put it on fucking wax. This motherfucker put that shit on fucking wax. Emails. In 2011, this shit isn't even like it was the fucking uh, Oregon Trail days of, uh, of AOL dial-ups sitting next to the phone line, Jack, Jack sitting right next to it so you could connect to the internet type shit. 
This was 2011. Ben done know more about email. This homie's over here licking off shots uh, uh, and, and creating a, a paper trail. Worse than a paper trail. Paper trail you could fucking burn, homie. This dude creating electronic uh, 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 fucking professional death sentences right here, man. This dude fucking... And I liked him. I thought it was cool that the Raiders went back and got him. First three uh, uh, games of the year, 3-0. and Look like they're much better. You know, uh, kind of shit the bed uh, against the Chargers, but, you know, showed a little heart trying to come back, and then, you know, just couldn't get it together. It was like 28-14 last week. And then they a- after this shit came out, they, they just completely wet the fucking bed uh, uh, this weekend against the, uh, who did they play, the Bears? I think they lost like 20-something to 9 or to 3 or something. It was an ass-whooping. I mean, and, and they are playing rookie quarterback who isn't very good in Justin Fields. Uh, had like 100 yards passing. I mean, this shit was fucking Garbino Garbage. But I'm sure a, a lot of them players were looking at this motherfucker side-eyed and being like, fuck this dude. When you dropping Michelin fucking tire lips on people, you, you on some fucking, you, you, you on some out there, you on some fucking 1860s shit. You on some wild, wild west, okay corral shit. And this fool, the crazy thing is that this fool could think he, you know, he could just say this shit and put it on fucking emails and 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 and, and fucking nobody was gonna say shit. You know, I I get, I get it. It goes to show how how the political landscape, the uh, with the culture war and the identity politics and all that shit, it's come. It, it's changed completely in the last decade. You know, cancel culture, all that shit. But they didn't even go out looking for for John Gruden. They they weren't fucking NES duck hunting for this motherfucker. They weren't out in the bushes and shit crawling around with fucking uh, uh, deer shit smeared on their face trying to uh, fucking catch them a fucking John Gruden wilding out in the wild and shit. They weren't on that shit. It wasn't like that. The NFL was uh, investigating the then Washington Redskins um, for like all sorts of like HR issues or some shit. They were wilding out in that organization. Like I just said, they were they were making the, or, or passing around photos or, or, or of of cheerleaders, people trying to be cheerleaders, auditioning to be cheerleaders, topless and shit. They're wilding out. They were treating people like shit back there. Probably not letting them go to their mandatory ten minute breaks and shit like that. And so they were investigating them. And deeper shit than that. I ain't trying to downplay it. I'm sure they were wilding out. There was like sexual allegations and shit that they were da- they were you know covering up or not taking seriously. You know this, that, and the other thing. Like working anywhere. Like working at uh, fucking Walmart, Walgreens, uh, wherever the fuck. Um, and they stumbled upon this because it was either the it, it, Gruden was sending this shit to the. I don't remember. I don't know if he was the then VP of the of the Washington football team or he is now or whatever. He's somehow associated with the former Washington Redskins, who they are investigating, and they stumbled upon this. They're going. They say they claiming they went through like six hundred and fifty thousand emails. How the fuck can you humanly possibly go through that many goddamn emails? And they stumbled on this. They must have. You imagine that shit. You in there fucking eating your little Twinkies and shit, drinking your little fucking, uh, your little uh, PS. Uh, what is it? PSL pumpkin pumpkin spice latte. Chilling at work, going through Washington Redskins football uh, emails, and you stumble upon John Gruden. And you're just fucking like, what? You're hitting the homie next to you who's doing the same shit. He's like, come look at this shit. Come look at this shit. You calling all the homies, you texting all the homies, you gotta go on your lunch break and shit, telling them all the wild ass shit you just read about John Gruden. 
probably jerked off a few of those fucking uh, cheerleader pictures, didn't you, motherfuckers? I know you guys were fucking jerking off to them little fucking cheerleader topless pictures, weren't you, motherfuckers? And auditioning photos, taking pictures with your phone and shit. Sick-ass motherfuckers. But John Gruden, on, on, you know, they played on Sunday, so naturally, uh, Monday's a fucking day off. This motherfucker got fired on his motherfucking day off, like Craig. Caught him stealing boxes out the back on his motherfucking day off. Ten-year, $100 million contract, $10 million a year, gets to, through two years and, and what, five games. Two years and five games, Throws basically seven and a half years of tens of millions of dollars. Now, I don't know how much of that is guaranteed. Maybe he got the whole fucking thing. If that's the case, damn, they're going to have to sue him to get some of that back. But I'm sure there's something in a contract that would, you know, eliminate him from being able to collect uh, for shit like this. If the contract is null and void because of this shit. Because technically, I would think you would, you would be able to make the argument that it's John Gruden who didn't meet the terms of the contract and therefore it had to be, you know, uh, X'd out, canceled. Uh, but they, they said that um, the homie Mark Davis showed up and called him into his office. That's on some fucking principal shit right there. Third grade principal shit right there. Um, get called into the principal's office, you know, talking too much in class, got warned too many times. Now you go and, go and meet that fucking principal. And tells you tells you where your life is headed to the gutter. Shows you pictures of bums living under bridges. If you continue to talk in class, you know how it goes. It goes into the fucking and they basically said that you know uh, uh, Gruden resigned. He didn't resign. He said, listen, he gave him the opportunity, which is more than he really needed to. Um, if, you know, Mark Davis really really wanted to put his foot down. He would have just fired the motherfucker. He wouldn't have allowed him to resign. You know, he resigned after a meeting with this motherfucker because they were reporting that Mark Davis called him into the office. It wasn't like Gruden just showed up in the homie's office. You know, he's playing solitaire on the computer and shit, Minesweeper or whatever the fuck, and, and John Gruden knocks on the door. It wasn't like that. So John Gruden's gone. What the fuck happens to the Raiders now? Fucking as much as it hurts me to say... Chargers are by far the best team in that division. That division is falling apart. Chiefs are garbage. That defense is fucking Buka de Beppo dumpster ass trash. Dumpster fire trash. That shit is garbage. I can't wait to play the fucking Chiefs. They'll probably score like 50 points on us, but we'll score 52. The fucking Broncos ain't shit. Now the Raiders are in fucking shambles. This is a giveaway for the fucking Chargers. Four and one Chargers? One. One. Who's the team that beat the Chargers who they're calling the second best team in the AFC behind the Bills? Who's who's their one loss? The motherfucking D-Boys beat the Chargers motherfucking ass. Don't ever forget about that. Just dropped fucking did up the Eagles last week. The week before. Did up the motherfucking Eagles. Ate they motherfucking ass. Put the fucking bib on with the little pocket to catch the little spill food. And ate the motherfucking Giants ass this weekend. 40, flipping 40 burgers. Like we working at In-N-Out. Flipping 40 burgers, motherfuckers. Give me a double 40 burger. We should have had a double 40 burger with some fucking cheese. On the motherfucking Eagles. 
We should have dropped 60 on the motherfucking Giants if you see how Dak came out starting that game. It was like 10 to 10 with two minutes left in the half. Because Dak was throwing the ball fucking to the other team, to the Giants, making some moron shit. He even said, he said he came out in a fucking mental fog after the game. He said he came out fucking, fucking stupid, sipping that moron juice latte. Hold the crema. So the Cowboys are fucking wilding out. Two two uh, game lead uh, on the division already. Um, yes, I you know the technically in the standings are one game. I think the Eagles are one game back, but we beat them head up, so we good. We Gucci. We Gucci Fendi uh, Fendi Prada. We chilling, illing out. You think? Fuck around. Bet we won't fuck around and go beat the dog shit out the Patriots this weekend. This ain't your grandpappy's old Patriots. Bet we won't go in there, fuck around, and drop a triple-double on these motherfuckers. Promise that. We're going to eat some motherfucking ass. Bibs, are, you already know, the pocket bib, baby. We rocking the motherfucking pocket bib. We ain't letting any of that spill on our feet. We eating all that. We collecting all the drippings, homies. Fuck out of here. Four and one. Rolling. Four in a row. Should be five. 124 away from beating the Bucks in opening day after Dak didn't play a single football game for an entire year. Not a single snap. Comes out cold. Dropping dizzy dimes all over the motherfucking field. Speaking of dizzy dimes, Danny Pesos, formerly known as, as Danny Dimes, Danny Pesos out here looking like Deontay Wilder fucking stumbling, mumbling, bumbling. He got his fucking head. He, he he actually did the headbutt. He came in with his head low and rammed into the defender and knocked himself the fuck out. He got up fucking stumbling. Homie looked like he was jogging in place. Almost went over face first. Homie was done. We were waving him off. I saw Herb Dean came in, jumped out of the stands and waved this motherfucker off in the middle of the in the middle of the game. They had to go up to go to a TV timeout for Danny Pesos. Getting his ass fucking kicked all over the motherfucking spot. Uh, yeah, the bill. Hey, remember, go back. I dare you, motherfuckers, to go back. Who did, who did I put on wax for the Super Bowl? What was my Super Bowl pick? Cowboys versus Bills, motherfucker. I'm looking motherfucking golden. This is the motherfucking year. This is 90s all over again. Your worst fucking nightmare. God damn. I said Bills, Browns in the AFC Championship game. If I had my choice right now, fuck, the Browns look, you know, hey, say what you will about Baker Mayfield. He's all right, but this this chub was busting a little chubby all over the motherfucking charge. This dude went off for almost 200 yards rushing. So they're still in the mix, but I would definitely, definitely put the Chargers in there. You, uh, Chargers Bills right now are looking like the front runners. Easy. I, I don't give a fuck about the Ravens. I don't give a fuck about that miracle comeback shit they did last night. I, I could give a fuck less. They're playing Carson Wentz and the fucking Colts. I could care less. And then I had Cowboys Bucks in the NFC title game. I would probably stick with that right now. I'm feeling good. The only thing I would change is maybe the Bucks, but uh, they'll probably be there. They'll probably be there. Except the Rams beat their ass. 
the Rams are more likely. It's probably going to be Cowboys-Rams if I had to change it right now. That's probably what I would change it to. But the end result is Cowboys-Bills, Super Bowl, old school. We bringing back the triplets. We doing all that shit. But you best believe I'll be out there eating handfuls of horse shit like a fucking Eagles fan if the Cowboys win. I, there's plenty of fucking uh, horse shit where, I, where I'm from. Poway, home of Blink-182. The Gwens, Tony Gwen. That's where we at. They, I could walk down the street right now and find plenty of horse shit on the side of the, uh, 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 of the fucking sidewalk over here. So don't think it's, it's, a, it's a fucking empty, empty promise over here. You know what I mean? What else? So John Gruden, he's still in the motherfucking show. Uh, stole the whole season right now. Just just up and injected. And you know, people are talking about, you know, sh- uh, you know Rainbow Sherbert Herbert over there with, with the Chargers. He's, he's outshining him. Outshining the D-Boys at 4-1. and one. I mean, he's still in the whole goddamn show. I mean, he's fucked. He's, he's on the super fuck. Actually, he's not fucked. He's got, ten, he's got plenty of fucking money. He's been, he's been caking for so long. That he don't need to work another day in his life. And he's not going to. At least not in football. I don't even know if he could get a high school coaching job at this point. Probably catch a lot of flack. Unless you're in, like, buttfuck. Like Montana or something, I I don't know. Maybe he's not even safe there. I don't I don't know. Idaho, some shit like that. Indiana, nah. Indiana's too popping probably. Illinois, nah. Chicago, no. I don't know. He ain't touching no foosball anymore. It's over. Only he's nerf is the only only football he's gonna be around any anytime soon. So it, it's a rizzy. It's a wrap. I and mean, he was doing this shit when he was on Monday Night Football. What, what, what fucking uh, business this guy has, you know, ripping motherfuckers while he's not even a coach in the league is even grimier now that I think about it. This dude ain't even in the league. He's on TV commentating and he's ripping motherfuckers. Now, listen, I can't deny what he said about Goodell. He ain't lying. Is what it is. But all that other shit... You can't have one kernel of truth in, in, in a haystack full of lies. He got his motherfucking ass fucking handed to him. John Gruden, Chucky, motherfucker, fucked around and got fired on his day off. Let's get into the picks. I know the picks have been golden. I don't actually come back and check the picks. I just assume now that they're fucking golden. I check the fight picks every week because I follow along. Your boy's been on a motherfucking roll. I know I haven't put them all on blast here, but... Check out my link to the Substack. Check out my link to the WordPress, whichever one you prefer. You can read the I break down all the fights right there. You can you can see all the picks on WYSIWAX from all the fights. You can check my work. Six and three on the last one. I think it was ten and three on the one before that. Nine and four and one on the one before that. I mean, I've been dominating. Dominating the the fight picks. Um, Buccaneers at Eagles, Bucks. Dolphins at Jaguars. Ah, man. 0-5 versus 1-4. Uh, Dolphins. Packers at Bears. Packers. Bengals at Lions. Bengals. Texans at Colts. Colts. Rams at Giants. Come on, man. Come on, man. Rams. Chiefs at Reds at Redskins. Give me the motherfucking Redskins in my upset special. Give me the motherfucking Redskins. Give me the 2-4 and four Chiefs. Terrible-ass defense. Vikings. Panthers. Give me the Panthers. Chargers. Ravens. Give me the Chargers. 
Cardinals, Browns, interesting. 5-0 and versus 3-2. I'm going to go with the Browns on this, though. I'm going to roll with the Browns on this. At home, I'm going to go with the Browns. Raiders, Broncos, who the fuck knows what you're going to get from the Raiders, man? Who the fuck knows? Uh, they just got kicked in the motherfucking balls. Uh, but the Broncos are pretty trash, too. Give me the Broncos, fuck it. Cowboys, Patriots, you already know. 5-1. and one. Technically 6-0 and oh if you want to count moral victories. 6-0 and oh if you count moral victories. The Dallas Cowboys undefeated. Dallas Cowboys, the undefeated reign continues. At, let's, put, let's put a fucking, let's put a price on their motherfucking head right now. Let's put a price on the Patriots' head right now. 34-13. D-Boys, there it is. Seahawks, Steelers, give me the Seahawks. Bills, Titans, that's Bills eating ass all goddamn day. Vegas buffet, uh, 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 circus circus, that grimy ass buffet. You you eating circus circus buffet? You you shit in your pants. Give me that shit. There you have it on fucking wax. Season's going off without a hitch. Uh, better than I could have imagined. I didn't expect much from these D boys, but you got you 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 got Micah Parsons out there. You got fucking the real digs. Trayvon fuck a fuck a Stefan. We talking Trayvon Diggs. Six picks in five games. Every game this year with a pick. He's wilding. He's wilding right now. He's the best fucking. He's, he's Dion reincarnated right now. You've seen it before your motherfucking eyes. So this is this is best case scenario. I definitely didn't have the Cowboys starting off 4-1. I thought there was a good chance we start off 0-2 with those back-to-back Going from one coast to the other coast to pay the play the uh, the champs to go in to play the Chargers. Listen, I ain't I ain't I ain't no stupid shit. I know that Chargers team's good. That defense is a little better on paper than it is in real life, though. They can make see what 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 gets the 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 smoke and mirrors about that Chargers defense is they make they make some big plays, you know, here and there. That kind of oh oh shit, and and they do they have the timely defensive plays. That's after they they just gave up 42 to Baker Mayfield and the Browns though. Remember that shit. And the Cowboys were I don't if they they were looking good. They were moving the ball easily in the first half and then all of a sudden I don't know what the fuck happened. They just started getting in their own way. Um but that defense is, you know, Joey Bosa, uh Derwin James in the back over there. It's better on paper. But they got playmakers. They got they got those two big names right there. They got probably got some other fucking fools I don't even know about, but um that defense isn't as good as it should be, and their offense is is not even not even really hitting. Like that offense is, you know, you know Eckler isn't the greatest uh, uh, back, you know, between the tackles type of dude. But they use him they use him like a Marshall Falk, you know, uh, throwing it to him, getting him in the pass game, getting it. You know, they're creative getting him the football. They don't just run him up the middle every time. So they get, they find ways to get him some space. So they, they, they make Eckler, you know, the game planning for Eckler is, is, is what really making that dude. I ain't buying him. But other than that, you know, Keenan Allen uh, is, is a beast. A motherfucker's a, a, a killer out there. Um, you got to start, you know, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking this year, by the end of this year, it's going to be the C.D. Lambs and the Keenan Allens is the best players, the best wide receivers in the game conversation. The, new, the newly inserted uh, motherfuckers. Um, Anyways, let's get to some fucking fight talk here real quick. Let me save this shit before I lose it. Too much gold in them heels so far on this motherfucker. Gotta save this shit. Uh, let's go. Let's get into some fight talk. 
Um, what did we have recently? I can't even remember where I left off with you guys, man. See, it's it's been rough. It's been rough going. You know, we'll do we'll do a little uh, WSP. Um, you know, recap the last couple weeks since I last talked to you. I think it was the last week in, in September that I did a show. Um, you know, uh, female triple champ, you know, inching closer to that three-month-old period. But, you know, it's it's been rough going. There hasn't been much sleep. You know, um, thought we, you know, got out of this. Can't, can't put the little, can't put the little homie down. Like she, she's attached to her mother. Like if she, if you put the little baby down even for a fucking second, she screams and cries, and there's nothing you can fucking do to it. And then now her sleep, she started off being a real good sleeper, like sleeping through the night almost instantly from day one, and now she's slowly starting to regress. It's rough, homies. It's rough. Listen, the fruit that will yield in the future is going to be worth all this torment and torture right now we're going to have we're going to have the first ever siblings holding ufc straps homies you understand what the fuck i'm talking about right here so this is all that when when i see her screaming and crying and, and, and for hours at a time it's listen i'm looking at gold i'm seeing her work her lungs she's getting that lung capacity up that iron lung that that fucking five round uh uh, Marab Valishvili fucking cardio coming out of there. That's what I see right now. I look at it as a workout. She's just working out those lungs. So we're gonna be in the mix, but it's been it's been rough going. So I get on here whenever I have you know have a chance. You know whenever whenever wifey take takes a, a little baby out, that's when I get on here. You know, and it's hard it's hard to get out when you got a little one that screams so much all the damn time. You know. You know, my homies with kids, they know, they know. And you homies with kids on the way, <laughs> you fucked, son. You fucked. I'm in the thick of it right now, homie. But, you know, when you get to that four, five, six-month range, anywhere between the three to six-month range, once you get to that, it's easy sailing after that, hopefully. If you don't have a little Dennis and Bennis or you don't have some, you weren't out there busting some evil-ass seeds all up in, you know, whoever the fuck you were busting them evil-ass seeds up in. But, uh, so it's been rough, but, you know, she just took her out right now to the mother's house because, you know, so her mom could hold, hold the baby for a little while so she could sleep. Because me holding my, my own daughter, she don't like me. She screams in my goddamn face, shits in my fucking hand. Like, it, it's wild. She, like, just doesn't want any part of it. She's already, like, standing, though. I mean, like, she's not on her own, but you hold, I mean, her legs are crazy. This, this little girl is way stronger than the, than the quadruple champ was at this age. I'm telling you. This young lady is, she's got, she's got to be a mixture of Amanda Nunes uh, and, and Shevchenko and, 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 and Ioana Yanyashik, all, all in one. That's what I'm seeing right now out of her, um, even at two and a half months old, you know, I'm, I'm already seeing that shit, shades of it. We got the quadruple, we got the quadruple champ over here throwing, uh, throwing hand pads. I was holding hand pads basically using my hands. He's throwing punch, punch kicks over here. Can you give us a punch, punch kick? He's a quadruple champs right here. Punch, punch, kick. That's one punch. One, two, kick. <laughs> yes. Killer, killer. We're showing him how to use a jab. He's too right-hand dominant. He'll throw nothing but right hands and then kick. He only throws right kicks, though, but we get in that jab hand. That was perfect, dude. One more time. Punch, punch, kick. <laughs> one, two, kick. <laughs> yeah, it's popping. It's popping. Uh, he's gonna be a killer, man. This shit, uh, it's worth the journey, homies. It's worth the journey. But anyways, let's get back on track here. Let's get back on track. Quadruple champs wilding out now. Uh, <laughs> uh, he loves he loves going out there and hitting the little little bag and shit, little baby punches and shit. 
Um, what do we got? So what do we just have? So basically what they're calling, uh, they're calling this, um, if you, I, I researched this, um, April 11th, 1954. Go Google that shit. April 11th, 1954. Google that shit or DuckDuckGo rather. Fuck a Google. I'm on that DuckDuckGo. You already know how I do. DuckDuckGo, April 11th. What is it, April 11th? Let me see. Let me look this shit up. I don't even know my own shit. I'm over here yippee-yapping, gum-bumping. Uh, yeah, April 11th, 1954. Um, that's known as scientifically proven by a Cambridge scientist in 2010 as the most boring day in modern human history. Most boring day. Nothing fucking happened. And right now they're saying that this weekend's uh, Aspen Lad versus Norma Dumont is possibly the most boring UFC card in the history of modern UFC cards. A lot of people were saying last weekend's card was that. Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez. Um, actually, that main event was dope. If, you know, we could teach uh, Mackenzie Dern. I actually picked Dern to win that fight. I went 6-3, and three, but one of the three fights I lost was Mackenzie Dern. I almost got it in that second round. Mackenzie had her, but had her on the ground, had her full mount for like three minutes and couldn't finish the fight. And then after that, she basically couldn't get the fight back on the ground. That's Mackenzie Dern's problem. She can't get the fight to the ground. She's one of the best grapplers in the world. You can go watch her, you know, grapple uh, Gabby. What was that girl's name? That big-ass fucking monster of a girl. Gabby something or other. Uh, I think she uh, had, like, five matches against her over the years. Uh, Gabby Martinez or some shit like that. I can't remember. The the big chick. She's huge. Um, And, uh, you know... uh, Mackenzie Dern had beat her, you know, multiple times, I think, in, in jiu-jitsu and, like, Abu Dhabi and shit like that. Uh, if she gets you on the ground, it's a wrap. M- M- Marina Rodriguez was in a lot of trouble in that second round. She escaped by the skin of her fucking ass. Um, you know, Dern on top, you know, drops good bombs. She had her, you know, tied up in a pretzel. She just wasn't able to, you know, isolate the hand or isolate the neck. But after that, she just lacks the ability, the wrestling ability to get the fight to the ground. I thought she had... I picked her only because I in her last fight against Nina uh, Nina Ansaroff, uh, Nina Nunes, um, that she figured it out because I saw her working even in her last couple fights. I saw her working off of single legs really well, good single leg entries and taking. But when she got in there against Ma- Marina Rodriguez, man, she was just like running around like desperate, trying to grab anything she could get a hold of against Marina, uh, and it, it just. She doesn't have a double leg. She doesn't have, you know, I thought she had a single leg. I didn't see it this this weekend. Um, you know, she doesn't have the striking to be able to get into the pocket to be able to, you know, initiate a clinch, body lock, you know, trip takedowns, that kind of thing. So she struggles to get it to her bread and butter. And then, you know, a lot of times she gets stuck on her feet. And um, she's, she's not a good striker. And usually she gets away with her striking because she just throws fucking haymakers willy-nilly all over the motherfucking place. And, and it covers up a lot of hole, a lot of her holes because she's got major holes in her striking. But she just wasn't that kind of aggressive on, uh, aggressive on the feet. She was, you know, um, I guess, you know, intimidated by Marina Rodriguez's, uh, you know, striking, which she should be. Uh, that's She's excellent Muay Thai. Um, she just doesn't, she, you know, uh, for Rodriguez, she just lacks power, you know, that one-shot ability. I know she, she beat Hibas, but, you know, and, and grappling has pretty much been, even in that fight against Amanda Hibas, uh, Hibas had the, you know, top control in that first round against Marina Rodriguez and dominated her. And it was in the second round when uh, Hibas, you know, didn't show any kind of urgency to get the fight back on the ground that um, she knocked out 
uh, Hibas with a big right hand because she started playing on the feet too much. Um, but decent fight, uh, decent main card. This card was originally supposed to be, actually this originally was supposed to be uh, Misha Tate, I think, on here fighting somebody. But then it turned into Holly Holm. Maybe it was Misha Tate versus Dumont. That, I don't think so, though. I think it was somebody else because this is 145. And then they this was supposed to be Holly Holm versus uh, Norma Dumont. And that, I'm telling you, that would have been a banger. Norma Dumont is a little beast on the feet, man. She's got... What's crazy about her, she's a power striker with no KO victories. She's got, like, no finishes. Uh, TKO, I, I believe I'm right. Uh, but she hits like a motherfucker. She, she will fuck up anybody listening to this shit right now on the feet. Heavy, heavy striker. Uh, what worries me about Lad, you know, Lad, talk about failing upward. This chick missed weight two weeks ago. Her, her, her fight's canceled subsequently because her opponent, Macy Kiesan, is like, fuck that, I ain't fighting her then because she didn't make weight, which is, you know, I, I, don't, I don't hate on that. You know, that's a huge, you know, people, even when they say when you miss just, it was only two pounds, two pounds, one pound, even if it's just one pound, that one pound is like what makes or breaks a motherfucker in, in, in the sweat room, in, in, in the sauna, wearing the sweatsuit, all that shit. It's that one pound when you stop sweating. And you can no longer shed any more fucking water. And you still have a pound or two left. What the fuck are you going to do? Or if you know those last two pounds are going to be that, that fucking going to kill you and break you. And you choose not to go through that. you know, And your opponent did go through that. That's a huge advantage. Um, so I'm not, I got no problem with Macy walking away from that shit. It was the second time that fight was, uh, was canceled. But you know, I'm sure Macy is, is not happy seeing then Lad, the lady who missed weight... Now, lands on her feet, you know, on some fucking Simone Biles floor routine, gold medal winning championship, you know, does these backflips and ends up on her feet in a main event two weeks later against Norma Dumont. Uh, you know, Lad's going to have the advantage if she gets it on the, on the ground because I don't like Dumont, you know, on the bottom. She, uh, you know, even in her last fight against Felicia Spencer, she was pretty much dominating the first two rounds, gets taken down in the third round and just used a close guard. Now, maybe she only did that because she knew she was up two rounds. I don't know, but I wasn't impressed with it. If she does that against uh, um, Lad, she's going to get pounded into oblivion. Um, I'm still taking Norma Dumont. Give me TKO round three for that shit. Um, this is the listen. I'm 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 telling you right now. This will be um, this is the last of the whack cards. We got we got some crazy ass cards coming up after this shit. Um, what the fuck is going on? Give me this shit. Give me the events. Give me this shit. What the hell is going on here? I'm trying to get this card up right now. What's going on? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Who is the co-main event on this shit? Um, I think it's uh, Arlovsky. Arlovsky versus Carlos Felipe is the co-main event on this shit, which is, you know, fucking Arlovsky. Listen, this is going to be a slow-paced, you know, Carlos Felipe, I'm going to pick him to win via decision. Zero faith in that. Andre Arlovsky might be able to outwork him because Carlos Felipe mentally disappears in fights. He's got heavy leg kicks, heavy hands, but he just doesn't throw enough. He just sits there. He uses that uh, um, uh, Paulo Costa game plan, that, that fucking macaroni glued to construction paper game plan that he comes out with. Uh, where he just uh, shakes off every time he gets punched in the face. He just shakes it off and sh acts like it didn't hit him when we can see for ourselves that it actually did hit him. Um, Carlos Felipe does that same-ass shit that uh, Paulo Costa did against uh, 
style bender. And actually, Paulo Costa fights on the next uh, next card next weekend. Um, but Andre Arlovsky, you know, he's, he hasn't had a finish since 2015. Uh, but he's won three of his last four fights. And, you know, but, he, you know, by the skin of his teeth, I mean, he could have lost every single one of those. They're just lackluster, boring-ass fights that he just kind of just gets a nod because he, you know, was a little more active than everybody. He could easily do that in this one. But I'll, I'll take Carlos Felipe. No reason why. Eric Gonzalez versus Jim Miller. Old-school-ass Jim Miller. Been around. This is his 38th fight in the UFC. Nobody's fought in the UFC more than this guy. This guy made his debut in, like, early ass. UFC 83, I think it was. UFC 83, this motherfucker was in the UFC. Eric Gonzalez, this dude's a killer on the on the feet. Just a, a, He's making his debut. He just throws bombs and goes forward and just marches people down and is just crazy on the feet. Jim Miller should dominate on the ground. But I'm going to take Eric Gonzalez. You know, I don't like Jim Miller's. I, I haven't liked his, his striking lately. Um, his last fight was against Joe Selecki, another grappler. He outgrappled Selecki in the first round, but then kind of ended up on the bottom and couldn't get up the last two rounds. So another lackluster grappling performance. But, I mean, if he gets Eric Gonzalez on the ground uh, consistently, he can either, A, finish him or just ride it out to a decision. Um, they got Jim Miller as the minus 190 favorite. I'll go, I'll, go with the, I'll go with the dog here. I'll go with the dog. They got Norma Dumont as the underdog. They got Norma Dumont as an underdog at plus 130. Yo, drop a 2020 twin on that shit. Drop a 2020 twin on that shit. Um, Aspen Lad, uh, she don't got the striking like that. Give me, that's, a, that's a big one. Uh, Manon Fiorat uh, versus uh, Maria Bueno Silva. This Manon Fiorat, I've talked about it before on the cast. She's a minus 220 favorite. She's a Holly Holm, uh, Michelle Watterson like, mixture. She's badass motherfucker right here. She's a future champion, at least a future title challenger. Uh, Man of Fiorat, she's a fucking monster at flyweight. Um, she's dope. She's really dope. I would love to see her fighting with flyweight. Is that Shevchenko? Yeah, Shevchenko. Yeah, one day fighting Shevchenko. That would be a hell of a goddamn fight. Her ground game is the only question. You know, I've seen her. You know, be able to score some trip takedowns with some good entries and shit like that. But a girl like Shevchenko can take you down, and from the bottom, what's she going to be able to do? Is she, she going to be able to get up from somebody like Shevchenko? I don't know. See, that's the thing about Shevchenko is not just her striking. It's actually her grappling. She can take anybody down and hold them down and, you know, beat them up and, you know, submit them. I mean, she's just an all-around great fighter. Um, but this man in Fiora, remember where you heard it first. She's the future. Julian Marquez versus Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills ninja Jordan Wright. This motherfucker cruising around. This dude looks like he's wearing Heelys in the cage. I mean, this dude's like on some fucking mall karate, uh, you know, fucking Rex Kwando shit. I mean, he, he's actually good. If you go look at, you know, YouTube and you do Jordan Wright highlights, wheel kicking motherfuckers into oblivion. I think he got on uh, the uh, contender series and won with a spinning wheel kick or some shit like that. He can knock anybody out at any given moment, but, you know, I don't like his hands. I don't think they're very good. And he seems, he's, he's like flimsy. He's like a little fucking, you know, one of those inflatable wavy arm dudes outside of the fucking 15-minute oil change spot. That's, that's what this fucking guy, he just, he just doesn't look sturdy to me. Uh, Julian Marquez is the homie that, you know, was trying to holler at, um, what's her name? Uh, Miley Cyrus. Remember that shit after the fight? And then she, she was game. She, she threw the ball back in his court, and he fucking fumbled, ruskied, dribbled the ball off his motherfucking foot, caught the vapors, caught the vapors. Old girl said, what's up? And he said, oh, he didn't want it. He wasn't about that life. He was shook. 
And you know they ain't no such things as halfway crooks. I'm going to take Julian Marquez. Could Jordan Knight knock this motherfucker out? Absolutely. Jordan, uh, Julian Marquez needs to... Space is not his friend. He needs to stay in the chest of Jordan Wright. He needs to move him backward. Jordan Wright is not a counterpuncher. He uh, moves back with his head straight up in the air. He's got that Ned Stark head on a spike fucking going nowhere fucking head movement. Uh, you can hit his head. You, you can find his head in the dark. Um, and he fights terribly against the cage. Julian Marquez can overpower him. He's a, he's a fucking neck snatcher. Wu-Tang protect your neck against Julian Marquez. He'll snatch guillotines from anywhere. Guillotines are great. Even standing because you can use them as takedowns. If you get it tight, homie's got to go to his back to try to escape. You end up in top position. You can use them for takedowns. Creative ways, you know, to use uh, guillotines. You can use them to stuff takedowns. Um, you can use them to knee people. Uh, you can use them for a lot of things. Julian Marquez is a killer with those fucking guillotines. Give me, give me, uh, you know, another guy who, here who disappears for fights and has a low, uh, low output. Sometimes you don't know what the fuck he's doing because when he goes forward, he's just, you know, heavy leg, uh, heavy kicks. I think he's southpaw. Goes uh, heavy left leg, heavy left hand. Um, you know, if he gets caught out in space in no man's land, Jordan Wright's gonna hit him with some fucking spinning ass, fucking some some kind of spinning shit and knock his ass out. If he listens to the podcast, the, the, the WSP podcast, follows the game plan, sticks to fucking Jordan Wright's chest, pushes him back, pushes him against the cage, works some takedowns in between there, maybe some, you know, grinds this motherfucker. Grind this motherfucker out, Julian Marquez. Uh, give me Julian Marquez, guillotine choke round three. And you know we do the whole card. So Andrew Sanchez versus Bruno Silva. This might be the best fight on the whole night. Andrew Dirty Sanchez, Filthy Sanchez, whatever you want to call him. Uh... Did he win the Ultimate Fighter? I know he was on the Ultimate Fighter. I'm pretty sure he was in the finals. He might have won the whole fucking thing a few years ago uh, against Phil Haas. I think he fought Phil Haas in the finale or, or, or on the on the on the show at some point. Um, you know he got knocked out against um, I forget homie's name. Of course I do. It was a bad one. Mahmud. Mahmud. Muradov, Mahmoud Muradov knocked this fool the fuck out in his last fight. Had this dude buffering, could not connect the server in the middle of the motherfucking cage. Uh, go watch that shit. He was doing the fucking. He was sea walking, drunk sea walking out there. He looked like he was stepping on roaches. Uh, versus Bruno Silva. This is another Bruno Silva. There's like a flyweight or bantamweight Bruno Silva who's a motherfucker. This dude Bruno Silva's middleweight Bruno Silva and he's a motherfucker too. He's got a little showgun in his in, in, in his stand up. You know, not as technical, but when he starts swinging willy-nilly, he looks like Shogun when Shogun just you know, vintage Shogun when he would unleash with those, you know, four or five punch combos. That's what Bruno Silva does. Uh heavy ground and pound. If he gets this full on the ground, he pounds motherfuckers out. He 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 won his debut last uh a few a few months ago against uh Terman Wellington sounds like a motherfucking uh, uh, sounds like a suit at men, Men's Fashion Depot. Terman Wellington, yeah, let me hook, hook me up with that beige Terman Wellington. Sounds like a scarf or something. Bruno Silva beat that dude's ass uh, as soon as he got on top of him. Um, and and, and Terman Wellington is a a, a, a good jujitsu fighter too. Um, give me Bruno Silva. He just creates chaos. This motherfucker howls at the moon. Uh, off the leash shitting on lawns. I, I, it's hard to fight dudes like that. Uh, Andrew Sanchez is the more technical fighter, especially on the feet. He's tough to get on the ground. But, uh, you know, he can, he can stand on the outside and, and, and kick box and, you know, mostly box. 
Um, but give me Bruno Silva. I like this fight a lot. Uh, Ramaz, uh, Ramazan Amiv versus Danny Roberts. You know, this is a good fight, too. Uh, Amiv, stand-up is okay, but, you know, anybody whose last name ends in L-O-V or O-V or E-V or A-E-V, they're going to fuck you up. And they can wrestle, and uh, if they get you on the ground, it's a Rizzy, it's a rap. Danny Roberts is a decent striker. Decent striker, but you know it, it, the key is can he stay on his feet? If he stays on his feet, I think he could pick uh, Amiv apart. You know, eventually, you know, late second, third round, he can he can steal some rounds. But I'm gonna go with Amiv. I think you know just the wrestling is gonna be a little too strong. He's a minus two fifty two forty favorite. I wouldn't have it that much. You know, maybe I'm looking at plus one one ninety five. Danny Roberts as you know we might have something there. Uh, Sajara Eubanks. Uh, versus Luana Carolina Sajara Eubanks gonna win that fight. Nate motherfucking Landwehr. This motherfucker looks like a door to door knife salesman. Motherfucker's got to connect on life insurance policies. This dude's uh, uh, he looks like uh, he's Al Bundy reincarnated. Motherfucking Polkai legend right here. Um, this dude looks like uh, Ted Bundy straight up. Uh, he's wild. Go watch his fight with uh, Darren Elkins. Look like the fucking pig blood scene in Carrie. Uh, he's wild. He's in the middle of the cage, in between exchanges, yelling at, at, at fucking Dana White. He got knocked out in his last fight uh, in like a minute against Julian Arosa. Um, he's had like 18 fucking fights canceled. This guy gets his fights canceled every fucking every time. So I don't know if he's actually going to make it to this. But him versus Ludovic Klein. Actually, this, this, this fucking, this fucking uh, prelims right here, this, this is more fire than the main card. Nate Landwehr versus Ludovic Klein. This should be on the main card. Danny Roberts and Meave could be on the... Danny San, uh, Andrew Sanchez versus Bruno Silva should be on the main card. Give me Ludovic Klein. Uh, d- uh, TKO round three. Denai Baragarel versus Brandon Davis. This is a banger. This is a motherfucking banger, homies. This is a banger. Trust me. This dude, Baragarel, has got, you know... Uh, you know... Uh, unorthodox, but like... Clumsy, off-kilter, like... Awkward, awkward's the word I'm looking for. Awkward stand-up, awkward boxing. He's mostly a boxer, very hard to take down. Brandon Davis is a motherfucker. He's got big wins in the UFC. Uh, you know, he can, he can on the feet. He's a, little, he's a bit of a beast, but on the ground, he can get this to the ground. If he gets Banal uh, Baragarel on the ground, could be a bad night for Dana, but uh, for Dana. But Dana's tough to get on the ground. I've seen him. He, he's got a vicious KO uh, victory in his last fight. This is a motherfucking toss-up. They got they got Bonagarel at Baragarel at minus one ninety-five. These odds are off. Brandon Davis at one sixty-five. If you're looking for another dog, I'm looking right there, man. That he's got definitely got a chance. But I'm going with Bona, uh, Donna uh, Dana Bonagarel. I'm gonna go decision on that. That's a, that's a little banger right there. Uh, Ariane uh, Carnalozzi versus Estela Nunez. This girl Estela Nunez, she's making her debut. I've seen some of her fights uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, uh, regional type shit. Very uh, a much better striker than Ar- Ariane Carnalosi. Uh, Carnalosi is a massive 165 favorite, or not a massive, but a big 165 favorite. Probably because she can get this fight on the ground. She's grimy, huge. Um, she's going to be at a very big disadvantage on her feet. But now that I'm thinking about it, I was going to go Estelle Nunez, but I'm going to go Ariane uh, Ariane uh, Carnalosi versus decision. And there you have it, homies. It's all on wax. It's all on wax. You got the you got the fucking upset picks. You got the fucking underdog picks. Um, after this though, let's see let's see what the fuck we got upcoming. Cause I think Paulo Costa versus uh, Marvin Vittorian again. This is if Paulo Costa even shows up to the fucking fight. 
because he's been canceling fights left and right like it ain't shit since he got his ass beat by uh, Adesanya. And you're like, Gecko, if you've been listening to podcasts, you're like, you picked Paulo Costa to beat Adesanya. I did. I did. But I didn't know he was going to come out like that. You know what I mean? A lot of people people pick Paulo Costa. So I don't know where I'm going to go on this main event. Marvin Vittori could probably get Costa down on the ground. Um, but this is a this is a good fight. This, this is a good... They don't have the whole card up on here. But then after that, I think it's like a, a pay-per-view on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, Blockovich versus Teixeira. UFC 267 is on ESPN+. Plus. Listen, if you don't have ESPN+, Plus, it's worth buying it for at least one month to watch this fucking card. Basically, for one month, you get for $7.99, you get to watch a fucking pay-per-view. That's worth it. Just cancel it at the end of the month. Or use, I think if they still had the one-week uh, one trial period, this is it. Then you cancel that shit. We ain't buying it. You cancel that shit after the one-week trial period. Uh, let's see if they got the card up here. Yeah, you got... Woo! Dowgy. Listen, once we get through the fog of these these lesser cards, we got Jan Blakowicz versus Glover Teixeira, Peter Jan versus Corey Sanhagen, Islam Makashev versus Dan Hooker, Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tabura, Li Jingliang, the armpit, the ugliest motherfucker on the roster, versus Kamzat. She might have making his return. Magomed Ankalaev, motherfucking beast, versus o- Volkan Ozdemir. This is a killer ass card, homies. Worth your $7.99. You know, the king, the king of streaming shit for free is telling you it's worth $7.99 to get that shit ESPN Plus in two weeks. Trust me on that shit. Or you, if, if you can use the, the one-week free trial membership and then cancel that shit because we ain't buying it. That's the way you got to go. Um, what the fuck else we got? Damn, 53 minutes up in this bitch. Woof. Woof. Uh, listen, I, you know, what, what else do we got? You know, the world's crumbling. Mandates are, you know, cr- you know uh, supply chains are, are, are falling apart. You know, you got this fucking... Uh, what the fuck, you know, dead corpse as a fucking president in here fucking finding ways to fuck the country up even more. It's fucking crazy. Uh, you know, next week I'm probably going to go into the, we're going we're gonna to probably have a, a bro politics sode. Uh, we we gotta you know we gotta cover some shit. We gotta we gotta get some motherfucking people. More and more people are coming to the light and seeing what's going on with this shit. Um, as you know, the, the the people keeping this shit going are the you know the ruling class, white ruling class, you know, blue no matter who, Democrats who will fucking run cover for you know state run media and mainstream media and all that shit that are pushing these false narratives about these vaccines and shit it's it's fucking crazy but what's encouraging though is that more and more people are getting onto this shit and you're seeing what's going on with the airlines they're trying to make it you you literally look at these airline companies you know southwest for specifically where they have this mandate and now they're they're canceling thousands of flights and you literally have state media you know the cnn's the washington post the new york times and all these these fucking nbc's and all these legacy media companies mainstream medias it's state media state media is basically they work for the government they they carry the the government narrative when you see them talking about war they have you know past generals who got us into the Afghanistan war t- on, on TV telling us we should still remain in the Afghan war. Uh, when we're talking about other shit, they have CIA agents come on here and tell you what, do you, what kind of point of view do you think they're going to give you on those kind of things. You know, so it's state-run media. They're just pushing the Democratic establishment uh, t- talking narratives. But more and more people are starting to, to, to see this shit. And it's encouraging, man. It's encouraging. So we're going to come up here. We're going to punch you in the motherfucking face. Probably going to get uh, homeboy uh, Batista back on the cast. He hasn't been on here for a while. No reason. Just just been riffing, just been getting on whenever I can. So I haven't been able to, uh, 
you know, coordinate anything. But we're going to try to coordinate on the next one. I'm going to try to get his ass on here. We're going to go We're gonna go deep into some shit. Uh, more shit about the lab leak shit has been going out. I mean, it's un- undeniable. Um, you know, uh, uh, the Fauci shit's crazy. You know, they did, Disney, you know, had National Geographic do a, a fucking bi- biography on them that's on, like, uh, the Disney channel. And, of course, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 91% approval rating. And then you look at the, the <laughs> what the people, the audience gave it, and it's a 4%. <laughs> uh, so, you already know. It, it's, the almost, it's, it's just a huge propaganda piece about Dr. Fauci, uh, the guy who created this whole shit. And who's now going to be creating even more because he just got $125 million in the next five years to dig up eight to 12,000 more coronaviruses. You can look that up for yourself. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll get into this shit. Uh, just hit you, hit you with some fucking NFL today, some UFC. Had to get back on board. We're gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to try to get some of the, these major cards up here. Even if I just jump on here and do a couple, you know, quick card breakdowns and can't do a full cast, I'm gonna try to get that because these cards coming up for the end of the year are fucking bonkers, knucking futs, homies. So, um, Whiskey City, we're on 142. We pushing towards 150. We we pushing towards a buck fifty. Um, I'm rolling here with the quadruple champ. I'm rolling here with Moody Hanks. She's over there in the corner licking her ass right now. Uh, but this is Whiskey Sick Podcast. You already know who the fuck I am. Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Bottle, raise the glass, drink my sorrows, make a pass, life's a model, take a chance, but I don't know, I don't know, eyes are locked, it's time to roll, raise my stock and now she's sold, take a shot and now I go, but I don't know, I don't know, tilt the bottle, raise the glass, drink my sorrows, make a pass, life's a model, take a chance, but I don't know, I don't know. Take a shot and now go. I kinda feel like I'm waking up From a dream I never lived I'm gonna make it up To that kid that used to drink and smoke a lot He did the think he'd grow and rock this place to sleep He never thought it'd take so long and nowhere's near Close to failure so sincerely Like to meet you, nice to see you Doing well without my help Mighty self-conscious, yours is not the look I had in mind Flat in line to say you're dead A flashing light to save your breath I pass it by, just lay the rest The hopes and dreams he faintly had He's breaking bad, glued the pieces back together Fasten leather straps around it Ask around if he can see around the corner Found his Morning, sound the morning down the street. Used to walk, used to talk, used to talk a good game. Some loose change, he sold his soul, a new name. He's about to turn to blue flames. Not too late to save yourselves. Come the day you tell his story, leave him out and take his place. I sing aloud and make him wait. Another day to dodge his fate. Took the bottle, raised the glass, drink my sorrows, make a pass. Life's a model, take a chance, but I don't know. I don't know. Eyes are locked, it's time to roll. Raise my stock and now she's sold. Take a shot and now it's go, but I don't know. I don't know. Tilt the bottle, raise the glass, drink my sorrows, make a pass, life's a model, take a chance, but I don't know, I don't know. Take a shot and now go. I kinda feel like I think you do. Time is right, what you think? I need to make a move. Lime the light, I'll make it sour, make the sound around you lose. Balance, challenge, accepted weapons, brandish, landed on a cloud that never rains. Better days to stay the same, go get away, your fucking turn. Skip this grace, he never learns to make amends. He seven ties, the same the suit he left behind. Whether time has sprung the leak, the roof removed, he sees the sky. Hearts asleep, don't need the skies, it starts to bleed, he's losing time. Retrace the steps, he must have left it back, you guessed it. Place he said it, last you check it, bet the rest. Rest assured, he rest for sure, a piece. Just leave the cracks alone, cast a stone, the last one thrown, just made him stronger, take a longer. 
longer look and you can see his pain Window glass deflect the fame And Mr. Smart can left the faint Thought that sparked inside a blaze A trail that's off the beaten path No need to pack the seasons lap The skies are cleared His rhymes appear to have him near The time he feared Just the, the other day raise the glass Drink my sorrows Make a pass advice Tonight I make him tense But I don't know I don't know Eyes are locked It's time to roll Raise my stock and now she's sold Take a shot and now it's gold But I don't know I don't know Tilt the bottle, raise the glass, drink my sorrows, make a pass at five tonight. I make them tense, but I don't know. I don't know. Take a shot and now it's gone. All alone, but not for long. The fall was slow. He jogged along the tightrope. My jokes spiral bound. His future read between the lines. He goes to rope but keeps a dime. She doesn't speak, but sees the lies and keeps aside. No reason, please don't ask him why. He leaves the gray. Dawned on him that sees the day. He clips the mark and leads the way. The bright and nice don't need to wait. The lady lucky pissed away. Talks with shit and kissed his fake goodbye. He might just fly away. Afraid of heights, he always stayed. Down the earth, he's found submerged above his head. He's deep in thought. Swam ashore, then leaped across. Limits placed upon him. Once upon a time, he never wanted stardom. Autumn haunts him now. Shadow grows longer how can he escape he longs for now but not what was he lost to love and gained some weight a notch above they're all upset it's all a blessing dress so he can't recognize who's at his door and that just lured him in spit back a slur but grin if that's what burns within then you can't weed him out don't need a mile he took an inch and made the most